Welcome to Empathy.co. This is our podcast. Your podcast. Humanizing technology. We ask ourselves, where does technology end? And where do we, humans, begin? Hello and uh, welcome. Uh, we have here with us today Lara Menendez. She's a product director at Empathy. And I wanted to start by being completely, as much as one can, uh, honest and frank. Uh, you know, Lara and I work together day by day, uh, week by week, month by month, now year by year. It's been two years. Yes. Two years. That's right. Yeah. Also thought by thought, because we're thinking on the same lines and we are correligionaries. So it's a bit tricky that I, I otherwise, if I don't share openly that um, what we are going to talk about today, which is the future of commerce search, is something that we work and talk and entertain and discuss uh, almost every day. So it's not that I am interviewing, as I've done before, somebody with whom I don't work and I'm discovering uh, and trying to find a different and alternative points of view. It's that I'm talking to somebody with whom I share a point of view. So with that introduction, uh, Lara, uh, tell us what do you do in Empathy? Well, thank you, uh, Angel. Happy to be in this uh, podcast. And well, yeah, in, in empathy, I've been uh, two years last uh, last week. So yeah, I work uh, of course uh, together with uh, with you with the goal of um, building the product uh, of our dreams, let's say. And um, I work with all the product owners that we have uh, for all the the empathy uh, platform to build uh, together the the product. So basically this work of uh, giving them our vision in order to build the product, coordinate all those uh, efforts in order to improve, evolve, innovate, and yeah, move forward. Wonderful. And uh, as part of these um, activities, um, the team has been working on this paper uh, that highlights uh, a lot of thinking from uh, uh, many people and, and great ideas from many people that is called the future of commerce search. And my first question, and this is what we're talking today, we're talking about the future of commerce search. My first question is about the structure, the format of this research. Um, um, is is uh, I, uh, the, the paper selects three different actors, three different points of view, three different realities. Um, uh, tell me a bit more about the structure, the schema of, of how this research is formed. Yes, when we uh, started uh, thinking on this, we we put together all, uh, all our thoughts and and so first. Uh, we, we thought on the people because people is uh, our anchor. We want uh, 
to evoke uh, emotions and, and so so people is the first anchor the first pillar and then everything we build is supported by the technology and the technology has to evolve and the, and if we embrace the future of search technology has to be there is important and and also the data data it's a, a main concern uh, we have to take care of, on how we manage data how we use data so data is also a pillar uh, and something that uh, and data is something that is changing so it has to be there too so those are the three pillars and and we started defining those three uh, topics people technology and data and having uh, that uh, base then to move forward and developing each each of them and and you know a lot is being said about the future of i mean any technology really and and of course about the future of search and of course about the future of commerce search and I'll, 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 of course, why, why am I going to say I love this? Because this is this is also a part of this, right? And otherwise, it will be cognitive dissonance. <laughs> but the way we approach this with a focus on people um, and and all the stuff that comes our way on trends and where things are heading, etc. It talks a lot about the technology, which of course is important, as you say, and the data, which of course is important. But uh, what I like most about this research about the future of commerce search is that it's centered and it starts and it discusses uh, the people, the individual. And, and, and when you uh, center and start talking about the future of commerce search uh, uh, and what does it mean uh, uh, and what changes it provokes on the people, uh, tell me a bit more of, of what kinds of what types of people you have defined or, or, or roles and uh, what kind of changes are you foreseeing? Yes, when when we talk about people, um, we always uh, say that it's not only the end user, the, the customer that is using the search. It's also the merchandiser, the owner of the search, uh, the analyst, the, the person that is behind the search, owning the search. No, It's uh, like the other side of the coin. So those are um, these merchants and so those are people too and we want uh, them also to we want them to own the search to orchestrate the search so we want also to ev evoke these uh, feelings on, on to provoke these feelings on, on them so when we think of on on people we think on the end customer using the search and on the merchandiser and as you have said, uh, now um, everything is uh, centered in the in the end customer, in the user, in brands who want uh, to communicate with the, the end customer, want to build this relationship uh, of based on trust, because uh, now we are moving uh, more and more to this online environment. All brands want to be uh, there in the online world and and not only that but they want to build uh, this relationship of, of uh, trust because competitors are uh, at one click distance in the internet so so they have even a bigger challenge uh, in building this relationship on the online world so those are the the two uh, anchors when we think of people the ones using the search and the and the ones owning the search. And what does it mean for the people using the search 
in the future. I am a commerce search user and I'm going to travel in time and I go into the future. And when I use commerce search in the future from that perspective of an individual who is running a query in the future, uh, what is it going to be different for me? Yeah, if, if we think uh, on how everything started, it was like the the search was only uh, a search box where you put a, a, a word, you make a query and you get some results. But now uh, it's all about building relationships and it's all about communicating. We want uh, the customer to uh, get in touch with the brand through the search. As we have said, um, in the online world, we don't have this shop assistant. So if, if the customer wants to know something, it's, uh, the customer is going to use the search to ask. So it's about uh, building a search that um, anticipate customer needs, that uh, a search where the customer feels understood and, and when and where they get what they want to get and they also enjoy finding what they are looking for. So as I see the evolution of search is as a conversation between the customer and the brand. And in that conversation uh, with the goal of building uh, this relationship. And for that, uh, the search and the brand uh, have to be transparent with the customer. giving them uh, the the whys, for example. I, I'm seeing this because these are my preferences, because I've uh, chosen to share with you my preferences, because I trust you. So giving uh, more text, let's say, more uh, a conversation between the, the customer and the brand. Like, me, look at this. These are uh, what we think that you may like uh, these are the trends you may be interested in this but we are presenting this because of this are you interested in the, on that or do you want mm, this to be different so i'm i i we envision the search I, I feel as a conversation in order to build this relationship no moving from something that was more a kind of machine and something that is more more human let's say no when I, when I hear you say in a conversation, and probably some people might have that, make that interpretation as well, I think, is he talking about search as a conversation uh, because people are going to come to the search and ask questions and type what they need and form a complex natural language query? Is that what you mean by a conversation? Or... Is it a different type of conversation? Tell me, what do you understand? Because, of course, when we think of a conversation, we think of something of lexicological, grammatical nature. (laughs) But when we are on the visuals and the interactions and the images and the clicks and the backs and forwards, and, uh, you know, it's it's a whole different dynamic, right? Yes. Uh, It's interesting, and I want to share an anecdote. We did an, an exhibit once with children, and we gave in an expo that we were sponsoring and we were giving some rewards. I think we were giving a bicycle and it was an expo affair for children. And they, we, we, we made a game. 
and in the game we gave to the children uh, different tablets and they had to find a product and the children were using the tablets to find the product and those who found the product won a bicycle it's such a cool game and it was fascinating because the children were clicking on the search box and they were not reading anything they were only caught and, and interested in the images you know so when the related tags had images when the next queries had images when the predictive had images when there was instant motion and all this richness they were finding and using that where all the predictive suggestions of text and all the facets all that was ignored you know that's the future the future is in an interaction back and forwards that conversation that communication where i am actually calling it a conversation but aren't i typing even less yes right so tell me how you feel about you know coming back to the idea that i go to the future and i'm running this search in this place place that as you say is very honest and it's very transparent and it's telling me why i see what i see and i don't feel anything any creepiness everything is frank and and fair data play and all this wonderful ethical approach uh, and uh, how does the conversation happen there yes now everything is moving uh, towards the let's say the anticipation now so that conversation is based on interactions from both uh, as we see it, uh, as you have said these images this uh, this layer presenting them the, the trends presenting the the suggestions so the customer it feels understood in a way that they don't have to write to type so because they start the conversation writing let's say uh, three words or even uh, using directly the, the suggestions that we have for them and so we don't have they don't have to type because we anticipate and then we encourage them to discover more and more no so it's a a, a, um, a communication a conversation based on interactions not uh, helping them anticipating their needs and uh, avoiding that they have to type too much and explain too much because it's like oh no this is what i was thinking on uh, yeah I'm, I'm going to this is the the query i was thinking on and this is a potential new one that I'm also interested. So the so that's the way in which the customer can feel understood because they don't have to uh, explain too much, no? That's great. I'm loving this. <laughs> and it brings back the situation with data. And, you know, there is this greediness around uh, what's called intent data or profiling, profiling data. There is this belief that the more intent data, the more interaction data I keep and I hold and I own, uh, the more power I'm gonna have. Hmm. And why is that? Because there is this belief that by um, knowing intent data, by intent data is the chain of actions that somebody follows online, um, which is very different story than human intentionality, but the idea is that by knowing the actions that people are doing, I can uncover their choices. And by uncovering their choices, I can manipulate them. 
and I can use them, hence the notion of user, etc. So in, in this story that you are telling of the future of search with the, this intent data is utilized to create these interactions in the benefit of the user, and you said to make the person feel understood, to exercise intuition, to exercise anticipation. Uh, it's a very different uh, conception. It's, uh, and it seems paradoxical that intent data uh, has a different intent, hence the notion of being paradoxical. Intent data is there to serve the individual, not to serve an spurious interest of a brand or a company in distance uh, from the individual. Uh, so that conversation of the future of search is much more ethical uh, when these interactions and this richness and this simplicity uh, is fed, is the nutrients that facilitate it uh, are uh, made of this intent data. And, and, and also on the report, uh, it, it reflects on, on the persistence of this data, where is it going to be, um, uh, who owns these, uh, you know, f finally, it's the intelligence of the search is made of all these. So how in the future, from a data and a technological perspective, uh, is intent data going to exist? Yeah. Yeah, as, as you have uh, said, data is uh, about serving the, the end user and anticipating their needs, but not serving the brand. So what we believe is uh, that if we think on the future, we, are, we should move towards uh, an explicit data collection instead of implicit. Because now customers, they know that, that all brands are collecting data from them. They know it because they accept, but they, they don't know what they are sharing exactly, let's say. So we believe that in this communication, in this conversation, uh, we have to... Uh, ask the customer, hey, do you want to share with, uh, with us something for us to uh, have a better relationship with you? So that's the doing that in an explicit way and helping the customer to say no, uh, making things easier. And when talking about uh, what are we doing or what are we going to do with what are the what are the brands going to do with those uh, with that data? We think on, um, let's say, uh, putting everyone in their role, and this means like having the the customer as the owner of the information. This is the concept of decentralization that we are talking uh, about uh, now, and being the the brand only not the owner of the data being the processor of that data but not the owner the owner should be the the customer and the data should be stored and should be managed and should be owned by the by the customer no so that's the future we are uh, envisioning when thinking uh, on when talking about data in order to build this uh, trustworthy relationship no? This is very beautiful and it's very powerful and it's very fair and of course uh, very encouraging. So recapitulating, uh, we talk about search experiences for the end user that are very 
conversational, but don't require me to type. They just are interactions and, and communication. Uh, you talk about profiling intent data uh, to have this fundamental switch that the brand acts merrily and relieves themselves from this important responsibility of control and act exclusively as processors. And then uh, you said that the owners of the data are those who systematically create it, who are the individuals. And you talk about decentralization. Tell me a bit more about how architecturally in the future, uh, what does that mean, decentralization? What kind of instrument can articulate uh, that theory? Well, now when, when thinking on uh, data, we we know that the brands are are the ones owning all this uh, information about what uh, they call his uh, users. Now, this information is owned by the brand all together. Um, we believe uh, under this concept of this personal pods where customers have their own data in their devices or this local storage information that it's only for them, not uh, share with anyone. No, we believe that um, that the direction that this uh, should take is is this is moving from having the brands owning in in those uh, customer data platforms all that information uh, together, moving from there to uh, being the, the customer having owning that information and storing it. No. That's cool. And also, um, on the richness of experience and the focus on people, you said and uh, you developed the idea on how the future of search is going to look for the end customer. And you also said that there is a whole reality to portray on what it means for the merchandiser and the business user. Hmm. Um, what is the change in the future? Now, again, I'm a merchandiser and I so far what i've been expecting from search is to create strategies to run campaigns to understand what's happening with search try to uh, what how things are changing for me as a merchandising merchandiser in the future of search hmm. now we're we're thinking and we are talking about experiences about uh, how the customer interacts with the brand so now it's about the future is about moving forward to control only these campaigns, this this strategy in the search, but not only controlling that, but also controlling the experience because we are talking about this experience, this experience for for our customer. So we envision that the merchandiser um, should be able to control not only the these campaigns and, and the sorting but also the experience how things are displayed because that uh, is what uh, evokes the, the emotions that we are talking about no so we believe that in this uh, application uh, through the one the merchandiser orchestrate the search they they want uh, they would also uh, orchestrate from there the experience how things are displayed how many items are we going to display to the customer all that has to do with the motion 
and we, we believe that this is something important and this has to be part also of this um, control that the merchandiser has in there. Well, isn't it great that here we are talking about the things that we both believe? Yes. And uh, we need people to challenge these things, <laughs> right? Uh, so we encourage uh, when we publish this uh, video of this video podcast, uh, anybody to comment uh, any alternative or open uh, ideas. Uh, the more these ideas are challenged, um, the better. And nobody can do that. Uh, certainly way better than us than anybody looking at this video. Mm. Uh, I think this is a very insightful uh, a conversation. It will be much richer if we manage to get some feedback uh, on this. Mm. Um, and with that, uh, I want to close with a personal question, Lara. <laughs> Tell me, Angel. <laughs> you move into London, right? Yes, next Monday. So you're going against the current because I think 700,000 people left London. <laughs> yes. Uh, between Brexit and COVID. <gasps> yes. And, and you go in there. That's beautiful. Yes. That's going fully against the current. Yes. Yeah, well, life is all about experiences again. So uh, living abroad is uh, another experience I want to, to live, to experiment. Well, that's very good. And it yes. tells a lot about your drive and the incredible work that you're doing here in Empathy. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a true joy to, to partner with you. And, and it's fantastic. So great, great, great conversation. <laughs> and thank you so much. And I insist again for anybody to send us any ideas or comments. And I'll yeah. give it to you. My pleasure, Angel. Uh, happy to be here and looking forward the the next one we'll do them in london <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> thank you so much everyone thank, thank you, you so much and thank you to jaime who is here helping us yeah uh, behind the everything. scenes <laughs> thank you guys bye thank bye. you bye, bye. bye.